Hey, it's Cannon. I'm the host of Open House Party. We've got Anita. We're going to go into her home in Miami. It's beautiful, and you get to meet her dogs. If you do anything, please subscribe to the channel. We need you to keep doing these free uh, interviews that aren't like all the other ones. My daughter wants to say hi. Come on. Say hi, Ava. Hi. Tell everyone what to do. Like and subscribe. That's right. We didn't practice that, did we? No. Where, where did you go? I don't know. <laughs> like and subscribe. It's Anita. Let's go. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm excellent. I appreciate your time today. What's a, a typical day in your life these days? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I have studio. Yesterday I woke up and I had studio. Uh, yeah, sometimes I have interviews. Sometimes shootings. It depends. Yeah. And you moved to Miami. When did you move there? It's like like I'm, it's more because of COVID that like I still have my house in Brazil. But if it wasn't COVID times, I would be going back and forth every time. But because of COVID, I can't be doing this. So that's why I'm sta I'm staying here most of the time. So since January, I'm here. And how do you like it compared to Rio? I mean, it's pretty much similar. It's very similar. The energy of Miami. It's like an American Rio. I think it's yeah. very. Next and uh, the beaches and the, the weather, it's very similar, everything. It, it's kind of interesting for you. It's got to be kind of trippy because you're a superstar in Brazil, an actual, legitimate, bona fide superstar. And you come here and sort of have to reintroduce yourself to a new audience. I mean, this is your fifth album. Um, is that insane to you? And, and how does it feel like having to get people sort of reacquainted with you uh, in a different place? I always tell this to everyone, like to my friends, to the press, to my team. It's like, you're going to have no ego for you to come back. Because in your country, like in my country, I'm treated like a star, like the biggest at number one. And I don't need, I, I can go anywhere. Everybody knows who I am. It's, um... And for me to get everything solved, it's just quick. It's for me to have a number one song is quick. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to do interviews. I don't need anything. Even in interviews, people don't ask me that many things anymore because they know already everything about me. Right. And it's crazy when I get to the other countries like Latin culture or American, whatever, or Europe, whatever. I need to reintroduce, to re-talk about how I started. It's like everything I've done 10 years ago for my career, I'm redoing. So it's a lot of effort and a lot of like, you need to have no ego for you to start from the zero and get used to it. You know, like forget that people treat you like a star in another place and just start over. Do you like being treated like a star in a different place? It would kind of make me, like, I feel like people think they want that, but in actuality, it's like, God, I wish I could just live sometimes. Is it kind of nice and refreshing to be in a place where you could just do normal shit from day to day? I am a very simple person. So I don't know, even like, I was talking about this yesterday, like even in my country that I am truly like an, an, a star, I don't actually like this. I'm very like low profile, you know, I'm very, yeah. for me, I don't walk around with 20 securities and, and assistants and producers and blah, blah. I don't walk around with that many people. I have like one person maximum with me always. It doesn't matter what I'm gonna do. Even in Brazil, I don't like walking around with securities, production, blah, blah, blah photographers. I'm not a diva, I'm very simple. So I don't like to, be, I feel like it's, um, I don't like to feel like I'm announcing that I'm getting somewhere, you know? I, I like to feel low profile. Yeah. So it's very, 
very easy for me. Like um, even in Brazil, I don't go showing up in places like, oh, I'm here. Uh, look at me, everyone. So for me, it's basically the same. I'm always very low profile. You don't, you don't walk around with a big entourage like a lot of people like to do. Yeah. And I'm always on time. I never get late. So it's very, <laughs> very different. Every time I get to places exactly at the time that people scheduled, everybody's like, oh my God, you're already here. <laughs> so kind of re-acquaint uh, everyone or, or acquaint everyone in the United States. So you blew up on YouTube, right? Isn't that how you got discovered? Yeah, no, I didn't blow blow up. I didn't blow up. It was like, I did one video singing and this producer, this producer figured out and then I started working a company. It was not like, uh, the video wasn't viral. It was, it was just uh, a producer who found it. And he happened to run across it and he saw something in you and, and what did he see in you? I think, um, I think, I don't know, he never told me or nobody ever told me, I, but I, I assume, which is I still think it's like this, it's more about my personality and the way I do things and my character, you know, I, yeah, I can sing, it's not that, oh my god, it's autotune or uh, whatever. <laughs> I can't actually sing, but I don't think my voice is the best thing. I don't think my face is the prettiest. I don't think my dance is the best moves ever. I just think I'm very dedicated, very uh, responsible, very professional. And I think that if you have talent and uh, yes, I can do this thing. I can sing, I can dance. I'm just saying, I don't think I'm the best, but um, I think that when you have these talents and these qualities and you just have a lot of uh, professionalism, like uh, when you're very responsible, when you're very effort, you put some effort out and you don't care about just trying over and over again and have no ego like I don't. Um, that's what I think it's the, it's the main point. I mean, people love you. You have like 57 million followers on Instagram. You're doing something right. <laughs> You're doing a lot right. When I put it out there on social, you were going to be on, it just blew up and I've never seen anything like it. And I have so many questions. I know it's like, where do I even start? Um, but I guess, you know, you're in Miami, you have a dog. A lot of people are really curious about like how your dog is <laughs> adjusting to life in Miami. What's your dog's name? So I have two dogs. One is Plinio and the other one is Charlie. Plinio I brought from Brazil and Charlie was like, he was my friend's dog and I was staying at his house, their house, it's a couple. Uh, and so my house got ready and I fell in love with, with their dog. And they gave me the dog because when I came back home, when I came to the house, they the dog was depressed. <laughs> oh, that. wow. Now, Tanio, I think, is the dog that everyone was referring to. And then you're referring to a dog uh, that was given to you by Dave Grutman, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's Charlie. He's here. Both For of people them. that don't know who that is, he's they basically like the guy in Miami, uh, Dave Grutman. Yeah, is the dog right there? Can we see? He's here. Charlie, Charlie, come here. Charlie, come here. Here, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, here. He's going to the other side. Here, here, here. Here. Yes. Come up. Okay. Oh. And Plinio. 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 Here it is. So, yeah. That, <laughs> this 
is Dave's was Dave was Dave Goodman's dog. <laughs> what kind of dog is that? It's a British shadow shelter. Where do you live in? Like in an apartment or a high rise, or where do you live in? I live in a house. I live in a house. I don't live like in a house. So they do have like a yard that can go out in and things like that. Yeah, they go to the pool over there. He take he he goes. He was swimming right now. He was all wet. I love it. I love it. <laughs> a lot of people are also sort of curious about um, your lifestyle. So, like, how has it changed from day to day since you moved to Miami? I mean, are you? Now you're able to go out and do regular everyday things and people don't stop you all the time. Is that correct? Yeah, they. It, it's actually curious because <laughs> last week I went out and I kissed so many people in front of everyone and no video came out. I was like, wow, people yeah. here. That's the brawl. Wait, he wants to go out. Wait. Take your time. Go ahead. Girl. He's like, he wants to leave. He knows we're talking about him. He's not really in the mood to be on camera right now. <laughs> he wants to go have the skittles. Uh, so I think here people are more respectful, and uh, not or maybe yeah, not not even when when I when you're that famous and um, I think people are I think people are more used to seeing artists and famous people, so they just let it be. They let people live their lives. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of them in Miami, but trust me, the more famous you get, the worse they'll get. <laughs> You're getting the best of it right uh, now. No, because I've been with uh, with some friends of mine, artists like more famous, and it was pretty chill. Like, oh, very good. It was wow, not so chill, but it's like it's not like in Brazil. In Brazil, it would be way more. They're all up in your business in Brazil. You're not allowed to you yeah, can't really do anything. More intense, more warm, you know. So I've been, I've, I've hang with people a little bit more famous here, and it's, it's even, it's better than in Brazil. How many languages do you speak? I speak like very well. I speak three, which is Portuguese, Spanish, and English. But I, I speak a little bit of Italian and French. A lot of people have asked uh, if you plan on doing any music in any other languages. Yeah, I've done an Italian, which uh, is my second year doing music in Italian. Um, I I've done last summer, and the song got huge. Was the song of the, of the summer in Italy? We can say we can say like that. Last year, and this year we are repeating, and it's already on the charts right now. I just we just released Latin last week, and it's already on the charts in Italy and in French. Uh, also, I just. Put out, put out a song um, with this French artist called Daju, and it's in the charts also for friends. How do you learn these other languages so quickly? Classes. I love studying. I love, I'm obsessed with studying. And uh, when, during a pandemic, I started to study French. And it, it, Italian, I studied before when I was a, when I was a kid. Italian and Spanish have some similarities, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Wow, so you've got, on this album, do you have uh, songs in other languages or will there be like versions of this album in other languages? No, uh, no, 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 no. Just um, in this album, I'm doing English and Spanish, but sometimes I like to risk myself and put it in another language, which, which the, the Italian was doing great. So yeah, but it's okay. It's, it's enough. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about 
God, this album. This is uh, when is it? When does it drop? So we're gonna drop during the fall. Fall here in Miami. Um, so it's like September or no October. October maybe. Okay. Yeah, like that. But my team is my team is is deciding. I don't. I don't actually. So I used to be my manager for years and years. Um, when I started in Brazil. And then two years ago, I decided that I don't want to be anymore, uh, like taking care of everything. It was too much for me to handle. And I wasn't like living my life. I was working, working 24 seven and not enjoying, not taking advantage of anything that I was getting in my life. So I decided that, okay, now I'm going to have management and I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to know whatever you guys want to do. You guys are going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take care of the creative part. That's it. Oh, there is a song. I'm going to do the song. I'm going to sing it. There's a music video. I'm going to create the ideas. I'm going to go there, shoot the music video, and that's it. I don't want to know which song you guys are going to put out. What's the... What, what's coming before what's coming next when i don't want to know yeah what about like you know, who you're gonna have as featured artists on the album how how involved do you get with that because clearly you have a say in that so he tells me his ideas my manager or like the ryan tedder which is the executive producer of my album and they tell me and if i like i say yes if i don't i say no and that's it <laughs> I didn't know Ryan Tedder was uh, involved with you. That's crazy. How did you get to know him? He's one Republic. Yeah. He's a genius. So my manager and, and Ryan, they are friends. And my manager introduced me to Ryan Tedder. And he's like producing and deciding everything on my album. And I trust him a lot. I love him. He's a musical genius. What uh, what led you to the baby then? What made you decide that that was who you wanted to partner with? Or So, um... First of all, Me Gusta, the song before, was Ryan Tedder who did it. Um, and then my manager had the idea to bring Mike Towers and Cardi B. I loved it. And it was the same thing with the with the baby. He he brought me the idea and the verse already. And I was like, ah, I freaked out. I loved it. it but I didn't know I was going to love the baby so much. When I met him, it was like, wow, I love this guy. He's amazing. He's crazy. He's funny. He's just like a male version of me. Yeah. A lot of personality. A lot of personality. <laughs> Where did you meet for the first time? And the shooting, and the and we shot the 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 video of the remix, and we met there. It was great. I he was so funny. Wow, and I I was like to my management, I was oh my god, he doesn't know because I was like a very like I I wanted to make sure everything was right, was good because when I'm working, I'm very different from when I'm not. When I'm working, I'm very serious and focused and I want everything to go right and blah, blah, blah. But when I'm not working, I'm the opposite. So I was like, oh, my God, I wish he knew he was dealing with his female version. <laughs> I couldn't actually show that because I was so focused on, on the work stuff. <laughs> was he uh, familiar with you before the project? I don't know. I don't know. Ask that. <laughs> well, I don't ask that. <laughs> I'm getting to something like. Describe funk, because a lot of people in the United States have never heard that term uh, in the way that it's used in Brazil. Like, describe what kind of music that is um, and, and just what it means and what it feels like. So funk is the Brazilian hip hop or the Brazilian reggaeton. It's the urban rhythm of Brazil, the urban that was born in the hoods, 
in the communities, in the ghettos, and that's the place I come from. I come from a favela. So for the ones who don't know what is a favela, it's the hoods, the community, the ghetto, um, the poor, humble part we can talk like that. I don't like talking like that, but that's how people understand it. Yeah. And, and also that's why it brings so much prejudice because people don't accept this rhythm from the communities and like from this area full of criminality and bad things, as they say, bad things. I also don't like this word, but I mean, it's, I think it's a consequence of the reality. Uh, so that's why people have so many prejudice, uh, so much prejudice with, um, with funk because it comes from places like that. So I think that hip hop in the 90s, the reality of hip hop in the 90s, all the prejudice and people say, oh, it's an urban rhythm that brings criminals and blah, blah, blah. That's the view of funk for Brazilians. I think now it's changing a little bit more and I'm putting a lot of work out for, for people to stop thinking like that. Um, but yeah, usually that's what people would think. I mean, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. And I started doing this kind of rhythms. That's the place I come from. I was born in a place like that, raised in a place like that. So that's my my door to to open and to get into the music industry. Now I mix a lot of rhythms. I love everything. I, I grew up listening to everything, but I mean, as I come from the favela, that would be the rhythm I was gonna start for sure. Um, but yeah, funk is this rhythm. It comes from Africa Bambata. It comes and then they started to change all those rhythms and the drums and the beat and then became this crazy sound that makes people just flow with it. So there are some similarities between the way that hip hop has evolved in the United States and funk has evolved in Brazil. Um, and I think the, the image of it is changing. I put it out there uh, on Twitter. I was like, how would you describe funk to the, to the audience? And the best answer I got, I thought was, um, uh, when you listen to it, it makes you want to move your ass like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think that's uh, the main, because it's very, like, you get involved. You get, it's like, it's like samba. Samba is also like that. When you listen to samba, you're like, wow. And funk is the same. It's very like the vibe get you and it's like just want to move. It's great. So that's one of the rhythms on the album. What are what are some of the others that you've gotten involved with? So as a girl from Rio, we're mixing Bossa Nova, which is the main Brazilian rhythm that got international uh, with trap. So what we are always doing is try to mix the Brazilian things with the global sounds, you know? So uh, in Megusta, we are mixing this rhythm called Pagodão, which is another, uh, kind of another arm, another different vibe of samba, but it's a little bit different. Um, which is Pagodão, it's a uh, rhythm from North Brazil. So we mix this rhythm with the reggaeton vibe, with these things. Um, then in Regal for me, we mix the bossa nova with, uh, with the trap, with hip hop, whatever. And then uh, there's this other track, there's probably in the next one, not sure yet, but I think it is, that we mix funk with a techno sound, 
you know? Nice. Yeah. So people are going to feel that I'm always bringing this Brazilian rhythms for people to understand a little bit, a little bit more. How has Girl from Rio been um, uh, absorbed or received in, in Rio? Amazing. They, they, they felt like it was a very good representative of, of Brazil, you know? They felt like it was really a Brazilian voice speaking from for the country to to outside of Brazil, waving the flag. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and they see they see the song doing well in the radios, and they they get very happy and proud. And I get really very happy and proud also. I think it's great because that was the intention to bring this iconic song "Garota de Panema." for the, the like because this is an iconic song for the world but maybe the teenagers the young very young people they don't know garota de panema because it's kind of old mm -hmm. so um, for me it was like a refresh like reintroducing the song to to the audience and it was amazing have you had a chance to perform here in the united states not yet wow that's got to be crazy are you not before the pandemic, yes, I've done some concerts, but after this whole me gusta, girl for me, not yet. Is that uh, intimidating? Or are you looking forward to that? And is there any plans for that this summer? It's different. Uh, what we were talking about, like not having the ego to reintroduce yourself is one thing. Like, I don't care about the interviews and going to the places and, and needing to introduce myself again, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. But I got used to packed concerts with every single person singing every single word of my songs. So I don't know how is it going to be to come back for some years when I was starting in Brazil and have like maybe half of the audience singing and the other half just getting to know me. Yeah. I'm not used to that anymore, but I'm kind of not looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. I've seen a lot of your performances on YouTube and so much fun, so much rhythm, so unique. And I think people here will really like it in the moment they, they see it. Um, so I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to that. Are there any dates this summer? Uh, so we have some... Yeah, we have some things scheduled. I oh my god, but I don't I don't know if I can say already. But I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to get there yet. I'm so nervous. <laughs> this is going to be one of the songs of the summer, and that's all it takes here in the United States is a song like this to become a huge song, like it's going to be. Uh, and it, I think it's going to be one of the anthems of the summer of this year. People are going to be clamoring to see you. I think you have nothing to worry about, Anita. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always like that. Even in Brazil, even in Brazil, like, <laughs> have the biggest audience. Even if people say, oh, you sold all the tickets. Oh, you blah, blah, blah. I get like, oh, are people going to show up? Like, yeah. <laughs> people bought the tickets. Of course, they're going to show up. But I'm always <laughs> like, maybe they're not going to show up. And I'm always like that. This one thing is the one thing that I never change. Unfortunately, I'm very like every concert, like even my birthday parties, I have birthday parties and I invite my friends and like one hour before I'm always like, oh, is anybody going to come? <laughs> I'm crazy. I don't Well, let's play girl from Rio. You've been so sweet and you're so humble. Thanks for allowing us into your home and introducing us to your dogs. This has been <laughs> 
a lot of fun. And I look forward to watching you blow up here in the United States. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.